This is a Relay Project. Real Talk starts right now. Here's Ryan Jesperson. We welcome you to Real Talk on this March 14th. It's the day after the Junos and uh, coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, our intrepid producer, Johnny Infamous, will have his full Juno's review right here on Real Talk. There's a lot going on. Some unexpected moments in the celebration of Canada's finest musical talent. Yeah, some earmuff moments, some eye-covering moments, and uh, some ups, some downs. But all in all, pretty good award show, which most award shows are just kind of meh. Even yeah. the really good ones are just kind of meh. Yeah, it kind of depends what you're looking for. It yeah. depends what, what develops. We actually have a mom in studio this morning that was per- potentially scrambling to throw earmuffs on uh, with, with her own dates to the Junos and we're going to meet them in about 10 seconds. Wanted to let you know we're going to be talking about a a private school scandal in Saskatchewan that continues. That's coming up in about a half an hour and Caitlin Erickson is going to join us. We've been looking forward to talking to her for a while. You remember this? Uh, This is the mom who had to flee her house with her kids because her house was being vandalized. She's been bullied and intimidated since speaking out against what's being described as a legacy of abuse, alleged abuse at a private school in Saskatchewan. It's got that entire province talking Back in August of last year, we talked about it here on the show, and we're looking forward to following up on that. There are relevant details, including a court appearance this week. That's coming up, but we lead off today with very special guests in studio. I told you this yesterday. Our friends at Local Environmental Services, in partnership with West Edmonton Mall, named the mayor of the mall yesterday, and his worship, uh, Mayor Kaysen (laughs) Fuser, was treated to an experience like very few kids will ever see he was uh, of course pr- uh, private escort vip style shopping sprees at his favorite areas a very special suite at the Fantasyland hotel a special dinner and they all wrapped it up with the night at the junos what an honor to have the mayor of the mall case infuser joining us in studio this morning along with his mom shay buddy how are you feeling the morning after the big day um good what a day for you yesterday what was the coolest part would you say probably build the bear now there's going to be a lot of people that are going to see this on youtube can you hold that bear in your hand can you hold it up so we can all see it tell us who this guy is he is molly no wally wally and did you actually build wally yourself like you get to choose the outfit the sunglasses everything yep that is so cool Mom, welcome. Thank you. What a day for you guys yesterday. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, wrapping up at the Junos. What was the Juno experience? That was <laughs> quite the experience, yeah. <laughs> for people that didn't see it, there were some unexpected moments, yeah. some salty yeah, language. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought it was all part of the show. And then when uh, Avril Lavigne was like, get the, I was like, this is not part of the show. I should be covering eyes and covering ears. <laughs> yeah. So there you, you're there with two eight-year-olds in tow. Yeah, uh, an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old. And a, yeah. Oh, wow, you had the whole it crew was out. Me. It was supposed to be me and my husband and all the kids but it ended up just being me and all the kids <laughs> <laughs> your, your husband's home watching hockey yeah, or something like that yeah. yeah he literally went to the calgary flames game the night before and then <laughs> the truck broke down and couldn't make it out so i was oh, like yeah. oh great <laughs> oh sure perfect good well listen we we're, we're really excited to hear about the day uh yesterday and it, and it must have meant a lot to your family since oh, yeah. since um august uh, this past summer a, a lot of people will probably remember the story but yeah. but uh, your family experiences an absolute nightmare yeah we 
did, uh, when yeah. you're a little guy, seven years old at the oh. time, out camping with his buddy Morgan, who's by the way in our live yes, studio audience here. today. Morgan's here yeah. with us. Yeah. Um, you weren't with them when your son was attacked by a cougar. No, you get a phone were, call or what happened? They were at Bible camp for the week, and I decided to go up to see my husband. He was working up in Dawson Creek. So they went to Bible camp, all of them together, Morgan and his cousin, and then all three of my kids. And then Alicia was like, well, my husband's working just down the road of Rocky and there's this spot we always go to. And I know they've been there before. My kids have been to that spot before with them. And it's down by the river and it's a real beautiful, like serene little area. So she's like, I'm going to go pull the trailer out. I'll go pick up all the kids from camp and then we'll go camping and you get to spend a few more days up in Dawson with your husband. Sounds perfect. I know. I was like, fabulous. I like that idea. And then, uh, so they, she picked them all up on Friday, and then we were all supposed to come home on the Monday. It was a long weekend. And then Sunday at 11.45, I was up in Dawson. Corey was working. I was out with my dog. We just went for a run. And I just got back to the campsite, and Alicia called. And so I answered, and I was all in a great mood, just went for my run. And she's like, all I could hear was Kaysen, Cougar, and Stars. And I asked her later, I was like, did I even say anything to you after like during like during that conversation? And she's like, you did like a lot of screen breathing and then you hung up on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Buddy, do you remember anything about that day? What, yep. were, what, what were you doing? What were you doing right right before it all happened? You guys just outside playing like you normally do? Yeah, we were looking for frogs, but not really frogs. Little ones. Toad. Okay, little tiny Toad. guys. Yeah. Did you Toad. find any, by the way? Uh, yeah, one. Okay, cool. Oh, two. Two frogs. Cool. So you're just, you're just having a good time with your friends. The yeah. day is going great. Yeah, I was behind all of them then, and... Then the cougar just jumped at me. I was screaming, help. Um, and I tried rocking it. It gra- It just went like this, grabbed on my finger right here. Okay, grabbed on your hand? Yep. Yeah, and then it grabbed on your head, didn't it? Yep. Oh, my goodness. How First, big was it? Do you have Do you have dogs at home? Uh, yeah, two. Is Is it like as big as a dog? How big was it? Bigger than a dog? Uh. Not bigger than a dog. No. We got pretty big dogs. We got, he's got great Pyrenees and we oh, got German Rotties. So I'd say they're about the same size. <laughs> People have great Pyrenees to keep things like That's cougars who was there. away from their he, livestock. The, the great Pyrenees was there. Wow. Yeah. And that, and he's white. And so that's who Kaysen thought attacked him because all he saw was his big white paw. Yes. He thought Jersey attacked him. Wow, so you, so you guys live in a rural property, so a lot of people will keep great Pyrenees, especially people with livestock, because they're so good at keeping coyotes and cougars away. Yeah, and Alicia said the dogs were barking real weird the night before, so she like got real annoyed and like brought them into the trailer. She's like, oh, shut up, you know? And then she got kind of mad at them the next day when they the cougar actually attacked Case, and they were like, up by with her at the trailer like they right so in other words maybe are you are you saying that the thought is that maybe this cougar had been stalking the kids for hours mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. so what happens in a situation like this stars is dispatched stars air ambulance so um when the attack happened uh leisha scooped case up and was running back to the trailer and then she had one of the kids hold the pressure while she tried to like call 911 and initially uh, EMS was dispatched first so that the uh, ambulance got there. Oh, wow. And then we just found out yesterday from the STARS pilot, Paul, that the ambulance called off STARS. 
And the paramedics in the stars helicopter were like, no, we're going. Right. Thank God. The injuries were pretty. We are showing for people that are watching this on YouTube. And, and thank you for sharing the photos. I would. Is it difficult for you to talk about this? I, there's days where I still cry. Like I cried like just last week about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for, for you to be able to talk about it. Kaysen, like what a tough kid here to be able to talk about it. But but people can see from these photos is his entire head is is stapled back together the injuries were horrific yeah it's still hard to look at those photos yeah for sure. yeah and and then the recovery i would imagine a, a number of months yeah i don't know he was like insane with the recovery like he, we got home two days after the hospital and we only got home because he was able to live off morphine and the doctor said you know you should go home it's less chance of infection there okay so we were like okay we'd rather recover at home so we get as soon as we got home we had a house full of people and he goes and he goes to do a headstand and i was <laughs> almost had a heart attack i was like okay let's you know let's just play nintendo i'm never gonna say this to you so let's just enjoy this moment where you can actually play nintendo as long as you want for however long you want okay so what was it like for you in in recovering so you spent some time in the hospital do you remember that time in your life from last summer what was it like in there was it was it was it difficult to be in there do you remember did it hurt a lot were your injuries hurting yeah i i couldn't get up and I had to wait to go to the bathroom. Oh yeah, so everything was difficult. Yep. What kinds of questions were kids asking you? They must have had all kinds of questions. Lots, but Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. How are you feeling today? Good. You you look like nothing's ever happened to you. Yeah. Perfect recovery. Yep. Yeah, this kid just bounces back, eh? Every little piece of this story is a miracle. Mm. I had um, a doctor calling me while I was in the airplane. While he, Kason was in stars and I was in the airplane. And the doctor kept calling me. He's like, this test was done and it's a miracle. And then this test was done and it's a miracle. Like His airway was missed by millimeters. His eyeball, his head, the skull, like everything he just kept saying was just a miracle. So your girlfriend jumped in on this and, and basically saved your son's yeah, life. Yeah, well, huh? when my daughter yelled cougar, Alicia flew out of her chair and then... She was looking for something to grab to like hit the cougar and she found a big rock. And so she ended up straddling the cougar. So it was like right under her. And then she just reached down and threw this rock and prayed it didn't hit Casey, even though like Casey's head was in the cougar's mouth. Yes. So she it ended up hitting the cougar. He released Casey and looked up at her. And I think in that moment, the dog realized what was happening and shot off after the cougar but i think if the dogs weren't there it would have turned and attacked her and she was the only adult there yes it would have been oh my gosh i didn't want to think about what it could have been like so yeah. the, so the dogs snap into action yeah. this is what they're bred to do finally they notice what's happening <laughs> <laughs> well the dog's like well you told me to stay away yeah so yeah. and so what happens so so does what happens in a situation like this does fish and wildlife come in do they track the cougar do yeah. they and then they they dispatch it as they say yeah just because yeah. it's proven to be a danger to humans yeah yeah okay yeah okay so 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 uh with regards to how the family is wired now because i know you you're telling us we're getting to know you a little bit you guys love spending time outside you're an active family mm -hmm. you spend time in the water you mm -hmm. love to go camping you live yeah. in central alberta yeah. that's like camping mecca i know does it, does it impact your oh 100 me and alicia both have talked about burning our trailers yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not there we have a boat we have a boat in the marina and we have a condo right on the water so we are now a lake life 
family that yeah. does not go out west. Cougars don't love the water. I've no, heard. we're safe in yeah. the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, so yesterday must be. I mean, so this is a celebration. Uh, local environmental services and, and West Edmonton Mall they oh, partner yeah. up to name a mayor of the mall yeah. about four times a year, and every time that we meet one of these new mayors, we it's 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 truly a remarkable story every single time. What did it mean to your family to have Case and oh. recognized yesterday and have a special day where you didn't have to think about all the real life stuff? Honestly, it was better than Disneyland. Like it, every detail was so thought out and he was just bouncing along all through the day, just loving every minute of it. And I was just following along and my heart was like singing. It was so happy. Oh my goodness. So cool. Hey, I saw that you had my, my buddies were giving you an escort case and through the mall, the brass tactics. Hey, the big band, you had a brass band marching you through the mall. How cool was that? Cool. That's so good. It's so good. I love that band. (laughs) There's just something about life with a brass band playing you through your day. It's true. It was so fun. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So this, I mean, you know, gosh, all of this just reiterates. I mean, I I know that, you know, I want to give a quick shout out to Stars. Yeah. Um, They're they're actually, you know, their Stars lottery is on right now. Uh, We're not being paid to say this. I don't care. Let's support them. I'm so grateful to have Stars in the sky. You know, a friend of mine. Uh, two of my friends are alive because of Stars Air wow. Ambulance. They were airlifted themselves. Wow. Different scenarios, different circumstances, but yeah. medical emergencies. Oh. Um, people can check out stars.ca for more on the Stars Lottery. Look at this. A, a gal by the name of Marsha Burkett is telling her story on the homepage. She survived a cougar attack, too. Wow. And these are rare, I know, but uh, maybe more common than, than, than people think. We had a lot of people reach out with their with stories. Yeah, really? it was really interesting. There was one guy, too, like from North Carolina. He was out hiking in 1994 or whatever and he was out by himself up on the mountain and got attacked and it was he had a knife on him but the every time he went to go stab the cat it kept closing on him Mm. so then finally he just grabbed the cat by the eyeballs and dug his fingers like his thumbs in and survived it but he was sending us like t-shirts and books and calling case in and just like showing support in such an amazing way well it's a a pretty exclusive club of cougar attack survivors you know people that you can't I don't know and I mean this 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 brave fella here but but I don't know how you'd find the words to describe having an animal like that on top of you they say the whole thing I don't I, maybe I shouldn't talk about it too much it's fine but they say the whole thing about cougar attacks is you don't know they're happening until they're happening that's the thing I'm never I've never been scared of bears because you can manipulate a bear you could get big or play dead or be loud cat like the cougars you don't know that you're getting attacked until they're on they're your back you. yeah. and then yeah, I've you know. always had such an innate like such a fear with cougars and I'm always like rationalizing my thoughts like okay it's gonna be fine and even that time where he where they all went out camping with Alicia my oldest daughter she kept saying she had this opportunity to go camping with her friends and she's like no I'm gonna go with Alicia I need to take care of Kaysen I just need to watch him and finally I was like Ryan he's gonna be fine just go and because yeah. that's what I have to tell myself they're gonna be fine just go and when that happened I so she's like okay I'll go with my friends so she was camping like 20 20k away from where they were camping and I called Tara the mom and I was like okay so Kaysen's not fine but we can't tell Ryan she can't know a thing until she's at the hospital and can see that he's alive and okay because she knew she had that like that sixth sense like she knew her little brother was 
Aww. Not going to be okay that Kevin yeah. did. She wanted how, to be there. How are the other kids doing? They're good. To witness something like that I know. would be traumatic. I know. I know. Yeah. There was a there was a moment there where it was like they wanted to be with an adult at all time. They didn't want to sleep alone. Totally. They were scared of the dark. Kind of regressed that way a little bit. Didn't want to, you know, sleep in their own beds, but they're all they're all fine. Yeah. Is this is this the uh that we're seeing right here? Is this one of the stars pilots that you had a chance? Is this who you spoke with yesterday, Kason? Yep. Who is that? Can you tell me about that guy? Um Do you remember he, his name? No. Paul. Paul. Was yeah. Paul on the helicopter that day? Yeah. Wow. And what did he tell you yesterday? Did he tell you a story about what he remembers from that day in August? He had to get to you. Aw. Didn't yeah. care what happened. That's right? a that's a special calling to be on one of those helicopters. Yeah, really. Yeah. Big shout out to stars. Well, listen, um, you guys have had a huge day. Yes. You've probably still got the adrenaline pump in just a little bit. Yeah, we you got do. Wally Bear who needs to go meet all his new friends in Sylvan Lake. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. What, what, what's what's today looking like, buddy? Road trip? What? Water park. Water park. <gasps> oh, yeah. boy. The fun at West Edmonton Mall continues. Yeah. Have you been to that water park yet, Kaysen? Nope. Oh, dude. He was it's, really little. It is going to blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. It is the best way to spend a day, especially when all the other kids are in school. You know, know what I'm talking what about? That's the best part. Yeah. Um, Shay, uh, we always like to recognize when somebody goes above and beyond and wakes up very early to be with us. You were out in the West End. You had an adrenaline fueled day. You were at the Junos last night. Here you are in the Real yeah. Talk studio. Yeah. We're so grateful. And Kaysen, even though you, you were new friends, I'm proud to call you a friend, and I'm really excited that you're here with us today. Will you keep in touch with the show? Yeah. All right, pal. And to Morgan in the back, thanks for hanging out with us, Morgan. It's great to see you too, buddy. Morgan was there that day as well. That's the Fuser family. Thanks, guys. Hey, okay, thank have you a so wonderful much. rest of your day. Have so much fun. Okay, we will. Of course, this Mayor of the Mall initiative that we're telling you about is made possible by our friends at Local Environmental Services, and we're really proud to partner with them. You can check them out online at localenvironmental.ca, and you can learn more about the services that they're providing in Alberta and Saskatchewan. You know, some people say it's only garbage but not to local environmental services they believe that communities deserve better better service better prices more support for local causes so if you're running a small business or, or, or maybe you're running i don't know a big mall like west edmonton mall you can look to local environmental services to handle everything you need done garbage recycling and then in a lot of these communities around edmonton white court regina we've got water hauling landfill services portable toilets fencing you name it, you can get a quote today and keep it local at localenvironmental.ca. Hey, speaking of understanding the value of local communities, how about Friesen Brothers for more than 65 years across the province of Alberta? Alberta grown, Alberta owned, putting good food around the family table. That's where the magic happens. And of course, that includes through the spring months. Friesen Brothers has some great specials online. Want to tell you about it, Friesen.com, including coming up on March 14th, it's Pie Day. You get the joke, right? 3.14. Well, Friesen Brothers customers can create your own perfect pie when you mix and match out of seven different varieties of half pies. I love this. Half pies available on this day for $3.14. That's right, 3.14. And customers can pick up your favorite one, then choose a different flavor of their delicious pies to make a whole. This is great. For me, ah. Uh, apple and pumpkin. What would be yours, Real Talkers? 28 combos that can be created using the variety of half pies available. Learn more online at Friesen.com. Cherry pie. What would, you, what would be your perfect combo, like half and half, would you say? I always do the half pie. Really? Always. Okay, so what's your favorite? 
cherry. Cherry, and then if you were to combine it with another half, are you just going to do two uh, halves of well, cherry? Well, the second would be pumpkin, but I don't think that's a good combo. <laughs> cherry and pumpkin? Well, yeah. Pumpkin and cranberry goes together nice. Pumpkin yeah. and cherry could. Yeah. Uh, John, I'm going to be thinking about this all freaking day. <laughs> hey, we also wanted to, you know, with families, we know what, what matters to you. Uh, well, number one, uh, keeping money in your pocket, right? And that's why we proudly recommend that you take your utility business to Park Power. Uh, internet, electricity, and natural gas is uh, Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider. I want to tell you quickly about a bundle package that they have. This is a great incentive for you to save $150 right off the top. Like you want to save $150 off your family household expenses this month? Go to parkpower.ca, sign up for electricity, natural gas, and internet. Use the promo code REALTALK23. That's REALTALK23. They'll knock 50 bucks off for electricity, natural gas, and internet. Total of $150 saved by doing business with Park Power. And if you're looking to grab a snack on the go or maybe a full-blown meal, may we recommend in the Edmonton and Sherwood Park area, the Dairy Queens of Northwest Edmonton and Sherwood Park. They've got the two sides, one chicken strip basket, a wonderful special this month. You've got the fry and rings combo, so you don't have to make these difficult choices. We're not going to put these brain busters in front of you. Would you rather have the fresh, crispy DQ fries or the legendary DQ onion rings? Don't worry about it. You can grab both. With the chicken strip and fry rings basket at the Dairy Queens of Palisades, Nemeo, Newcastle, Westmount, and Baseline Road. When you visit those Dairy Queens, you let them know. Real talk sent ya. How do you wrap your mind around a family story like the Fuser was, family? Hey? I was just like, it's it's absolutely incredible. Also, just want to shoot attention to this. Also, there was a young boy just died five years old in Whitefish, First Nation. Oh, that was by dogs, though. This. Three of them. They still haven't found the dogs or they found the dogs. They don't know who they belong to. But yeah, just these tragic stories where like we, we had a cougar like roaming around in the park across from where we live uh, uh, in Chappelle. Like for recently. About, yeah, for about two weeks. And it was it was pretty scary. And we were just thinking about our dog. But like, because we don't have any kids, but like, it's super scary to think how fast these things can happen. And like you said, you don't really know you're in a cougar attack until you're like being mauled. And a lot of times it's these, uh, you know, they'll say, and and I'm not a wildlife biologist, won't get too into it. But a lot of times it's like the adolescent males that have been pushed out. A lot of times it's Mm -hmm. these cougars that haven't been able to hunt on their own. They're hungry. They're obviously they're they're getting into the residential areas Mm -hmm. and and, and things like that. And just an absolutely wild story. So tough little guy, though. That's awesome. Sure is a tough little guy, isn't he? You know, you think about kind of the long term impact and what that could look like. I love this comment from Tara Lynn, who was watching in our live chat. She says, Tara Lynn said, I just realized through the interview, I wasn't even breathing, even though we know he's okay." Um, She says, I remember that story so vividly. Can, Can you imagine being the family friend like you imagine being Alicia Morrison? Mm-hmm. who jumps into action a situation like that you'll ask people like what were you thinking and they'll say i wasn't thinking they the just, adrenaline they just starts get going into a situation just, yeah. thank god that great pyrenees was there those dogs mm-hmm. are legendary mm-hmm. absolute legends uh we'll be talking about johnny's juno's review coming up in the show but Woo! right now we we turn our attention to a story that's uh, been making news across the country uh and that is uh, being described as a, a private school scandal 
This is a school known as Legacy Christian Academy, formerly Christian Center Academy. It's been operating for many years in Saskatoon, and more than 35 students, former students, that is, have come forward alleging uh, varying degrees and contexts of assault and abuse and controlling trends uh, from administrators and teachers, many of those teachers not accredited uh, to be holding those positions in public schools. Yesterday, the story with an additional angle, the first court appearance for a former teacher at that school by the name of uh, Aaron uh, Benoist, uh, who's now living in Edmonton, charged with sexual assault and sexual exploitation. One of the alumni of uh, that school who has been speaking out and and taking, uh, if you will, a spokesperson role for this proposed $25 million class action lawsuit is Caitlin Erickson, who joins us live this morning from Saskatchewan. Why don't we establish the context uh, here? This is something that you've been talking about publicly for a long time. It is. I mean, I started gently publicly talking about it, I guess, on my TikTok account and you know, then I I had already made the decision at that time that I was going to come forward to police. And so then I came forward and I mentioned it to a few other former students and it just started the trickle of people coming in. And I think you mentioned at the beginning, there was about 30 that have come forward uh, to police with, you know, criminal complaints. There's about over 50 at this point. Was there over 50 now? Wow. So so this starts with with a couple of people coming forward. Like, uh, you know, I remember we we spoke with uh, let me check the exact date. I want to get this right. This was back on August 10th. I I spoke with uh, two uh, former uh, students at that school. Is it Sean Kotelmack and Julian Kendrick? And at that point, they were telling me that the more people that were coming forward, the more alumni that were indicating behind the scenes their interest in joining this proposed class action strength in numbers, I guess. Absolutely. And we had reached out to a few different law firms, you know, almost a year prior just to get some information on what that would look like. Um, so when we came forward publicly, we did so because there was people that we're still in positions of authority in schools. And we know that with historical things, it does take the police and the Crown a very long time to, you know, press charges. So we just made a decision as a group, we were going to start talking publicly about it because people need to know the individuals that they're trusting their, you know, children to be around because some of those people are very nefarious and they're not good people so we made the decision to do that and it just really snowballed we didn't honestly anticipate the positive response because just in the you know where we grew up we were always told you know if you speak negatively about the church or school there's going to be consequences for that so and and, uh you know we'll get to this but but you have experienced consequences i don't know if that's the right word for it but but your family has been intimidated i mean the last time that we were talking about your situation um you know i want to credit you for you you've been in touch with our show and you've kept us in the loop with some things but but the last time uh that 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 you were being dragged into the news uh understandably you didn't want to talk about it at all because you were worried about your little ones you were worried about your family your house was being vandalized this has been very real for you Yeah. So it started with my house being vandalized and then someone broke in and then there was a house fire. So initially when people started reaching out to me to talk about it, I was, I mean, I was in shock for about three weeks after maybe longer (laughs) when it happened. So I initially was not in a space to talk about it. And 
uh, the law firm that we're working with kind of said, you know, you do need to talk about this though. And, you know, this does need to be addressed because this can't continue. And so, and I know they had reached out to the church and school and said, hey, like you need to decry this behavior because this has escalated now. It's gone from, you know, getting email threats. I had an individual from the church that followed me to my vehicle and I'm not quite sure what his intention was, um, but he was very bizarre. So, I mean, in every everything and every threat I've gotten, I've always reported to the police. So, yeah, I just, it, there has, you know, been some things and I guess I didn't expect it to be that insane. Although in hindsight, some of the people that are involved with this place or have been involved in the past, um, they don't believe that the laws of man apply to them. So isn't that an interesting situation? We were talking to Jody Vance yesterday, the broadcaster, and uh, she uh, pressed charges and sort of courageously moved forward this online uh, harassment that she had been experiencing at the hands of a guy who who was sentenced on Friday. I mean, a real slap on the wrist. Anyway, the point of me mentioning this is that you know he had an opportunity to speak in court, and, and she told us that he was quoting from the Corinthians in court oh and uh, and letting her the, the guy that was suggesting that she should be burned in concentration camp ovens was 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 telling her that her time was coming due to the i, I suppose that's the uh the, the loving teachings of christ in the corinthians but uh yeah kind of a kind of a whole different ball game isn't it so so the situation now the the uh the province of saskatchewan has said that there is going to be and i'm curious i've been looking forward to asking you about this uh new requirements uh for private schools in saskatchewan <clears throat> private religious schools included not just Legacy Christian Academy, including mandatory administrative policies that have to match the public and Catholic divisions. Uh, they'll have increased financial reporting requirements, which is a big deal. The school's been getting about three quarters of a million dollars from the province. And a defined separation of duties between their boards. Uh, a lot of this increased oversight, obviously, as you know, comes after these allegations, uh, including claims of school sanctioned physical abuse and alleged sexual abuse. What's your response to these increased reporting requirements? I mean, imagine a step in the right direction. So, I mean, these these increased things that they are putting in is only because of us students coming forward and identifying these significant gaps to the public. We have a whole ministry of education in Saskatchewan um, that has professionals that have, you know, degrees in education, that have masters in education, that have been running these programs with these private schools for decades. The school that I attended has been open since 1982. So, I mean, the government has been well aware of these places for many years. And there's all these professionals in these positions and not one of them is able to identify these horrendous gaps. It's very bizarre that it takes a group of students and an insane scandal for them to actually, you know, be like, oh, okay, yes, maybe we should do some things. Now, the financial reporting thing is pretty insane considering, you know, they've received public funds since 2011 and they have one nonprofit as the church and school it's one unit so there is actually no way to determine if these funds are being used for the school or for the church and the government has never asked them for that information ever 
since giving them funds. This is the two mile church that we're talking about. So is there like a common, like when you talk about these 50 students or so that have have come forward with these allegations that have joined this proposed class action lawsuit, is there correspondence between all of you? Like, is there a group chat where you're offering (laughs) each other supports? Did you all, I would imagine you must not have all known each other. I mean, you all have similar stories. You've gone to the same school, but this spans quite a history, quite a number of years. We all pretty i would say like 95 percent of us all know each other ah. um there is some students like obviously because the school has been open almost four decades so there is some older students that i don't know you know and they didn't know me but yes there is a group chat <laughs> there is also a facebook page um and you know a lot of us like we when you go to a place like how we grew up, you're in a bubble. So everybody you go to church with is who you go to school with. Though That's your friend group. That's your peer group. So even if you didn't, and you, I mean, if you're older, you're volunteering in the church. So you're working with the younger kids. So you know, you know everybody. Uh, so a lot of us after graduation, we just were so traumatized that we never spoke to each other. So we all kind of blew apart and did our own thing and grew up. You know, some people would keep in contact with one or two people, but this whole process has brought us all together. And even people that maybe, you know, didn't get along back in the day are kind of putting that aside and you know everybody's uniting as one group and that's been really powerful and really a big part of healing i think for a lot of people because there was a huge sense of loss of community when you made the decision to leave this place so a lot of people are gaining that back and they're gaining their power back which has been really amazing yeah uh, i I do want to recommend if people uh, haven't seen or heard our interview uh like we mentioned back on august 10th you can check our archives on youtube or on the podcast and hear from sean kodomak and julian kudrick uh, sharing their stories and talking about their personal journeys and uh really was a remarkable conversation uh caitlin i'm assuming uh i don't know i shouldn't assume i'm assuming that you were not just based on the ages of the accused uh, yesterday, I'm, I'm talking about this this court appearance. Aaron Benoist, whose lawyer appeared on his behalf uh, over video uh, chart. He's 46 years old. The former teacher is charged with sexual assault, sexual exploitation. Uh, the complainant, a former gym student of his. What, what was the live chat? Uh, what was your not your live chat, your group chat? What was the conversation like? Where's your head at with regards to to that story? This is he's he is one of the plaintiffs named in this lawsuit, but he's not the only one. He's a defendant named. Yeah. Oh, pardon me. In the lawsuit. Pardon me. Yes. Um, so he's and just to clarify, he was a coach and he was the athletic director. Um, he wasn't a teacher, um, but we there was nine of us uh, in our core student group that went to court yesterday to support the victim. And so we actually I mean, the courtroom was packed because there were so many of us there and there were so many of her family there. So there was just a lot of support. I mean, we've known about this situation with Aaron Benoist for a few years now, and it was really baffling to a lot of us that you know, even after we left and I graduated in 2005. So this happened after I left. Um, But the stories of just even the grooming that continued and not, you know, with this particular person, there was other students that noticed this behavior. There was even male students that picked up on this behavior, but it was so ingrained in us not to have any like autonomy of our body, even that the teachers did not pick up on this till you know, it came to their actual, you know, knowing what happened because Jen, you know, the victim came forward. So it's, yeah, like, I mean, we're obviously 
we just want to support Jen. We want to be there for her so she knows she's not alone because this is obviously very traumatizing and bringing a lot of, you know, not great feelings up. But at the same time, you know, she's finally for the first time actually being heard and being able to speak on this and have people listen to her. So mm. that's really important for her too. What's the status of the class action right now? Uh, so right now the law firm is just working on certification, uh, you know, that process and certification really just, you know, it determines whether the class action is the right route for this to take, whether, you know, so they'll look at should these students be individually suing the school themselves or is, should this be a group? effort. So that's just what the law firm's working on right now. Lots of students are coming in with intakes. Uh, so they're going through those. So they're very busy. What would be your ideal outcome here? Like, what would you like to see happen? What do you think would be appropriate? Well, the number one thing is, I mean, there's certain individuals that should never be around children or be in a position of authority around children. So, you know, there's there's some people we would like to see some sort of court mandate that these people not be allowed to be in a position of authority over children. You know, we just the whole point of this is so that this doesn't happen again. So whatever form that needs to take, I mean, that's partly why the government, you know, was added to the lawsuit as well, because there has to be some changes, you know, top down as well on making sure that there's safety nets in place, because we just want to make sure that things are better for the next generation than they were for us. Is hmm. this been, uh, you know, it, it's interesting right now with the governments in Alberta and Saskatchewan, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the the uh, the Saskatchewan party, a, a conservative party, obviously the United Conservatives uh, governing in Alberta. And, and we're about to head into an election, as you know, and and there there will be we even saw it in, in the most recent budget. Uh, you know, obviously, this is a government that's that's very friendly uh, to the idea of parents' rights in education, and uh, and I have many thoughts on this. I, I won't get too deep into it right now, but it's a government. Uh, both of these, I think, it's safe to say in Alberta and Saskatchewan that operate with the conviction that parents uh, should be uh, number one uh, determining the course of their children's education, and that oftentimes includes more support for things like private schools, Christian schools, charter schools, uh, homeschooling uh, than you might see from as an example an ndp government in alberta or saskatchewan what have you noticed or what has this taught you or what have you realized about the politics of a situation like this do you believe that the situation is getting a fair shake uh from the provincial government are are are, are you confident that the, that saskatchewan's education minister is taking this as seriously as you believe as a survivor in this situation you believe it needs to be taken i would say i mean i I believe in a parent's choice, first off, but I also believe in a government's responsibility to ensure at the end of the day that kids are properly educated. And so if they can't balance those two things and also align their policies with the Human Rights Code of Canada, then I think as a government, you should not be doing public schools or pri private schools, sorry, uh, if you can't align those three things. So it has been very frustrating. And I mean, maybe I was a bit naive going into it. I did believe that when we approached the government with our concerns, you know, as a student group and with these things that they would act a little bit swifter and a little bit differently than they did. Um, we've definitely got some significant pushback from the government where they've been like, they're there, we're doing enough. And 
you know, they've said, well, we've done we've done in three inspections every school year on these schools. Well, no, they haven't because we have the inspection reports and there's times where they did, you know, they did one every fiscal year. If that there was a few years missed in between and some of the reports, um, you know, say on there like, you know, didn't see any students in the building. So like these these are these inspections so mm. uh i don't really think that uh the government currently has the ability to actually properly maintain these schools um to the benefit of the children attending them and it, it's it's really disturbing how much taxpayer money they get uh when our public schools are begging and desperate every year just to have the bare minimum mm-hmm. it really doesn't make any sense but our current education minister sends his children to a private christian school mm-hmm. in the province so there is some major bias yeah. there <laughs> uh, whatever happened with, with your house fire i mean we I'm, i don't want to just kind of like blow by that that's a pretty remarkable thing yeah. to have happen. Um, I would assume it was, I mean, in a situation like that, it's a very suspicious fire. I would assume there was an arson investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened there, if anything at all? Yeah, so just right now, I mean, police are still investigating. The last time they contacted me, they said, really, we don't have anything at this time, but we're still, like, just letting you know, like, we're checking in. Um the provincial fire inspector, he like him and the private fire inspector kind of determined the fire started in the same spot and they couldn't basically the one inspector said like, yeah, every considering everything that's gone on, like it's obviously arson. Like I'm not in my house. It's been four months. Yeah. Where did the <laughs> so, fire start, Caitlin? The fire inspector thinks that it started on like in the basement by where like my china cabinet was mm, so okay that's just where yeah I've determined it started so do you feel safe right now where i am yeah because the police response is like two minutes where mm. i was living previously the police response was four hours yeah so because you got a house full of kids too yeah yeah hey well listen i i uh <clears throat> i don't you know this is a story that obviously the entire country is going to be watching and um the interesting thing is well there's many uh, but number one, you, you've got alumni out of, you know, uh, what was it called when you went there again? It was it was the uh, it was uh, Christian Center Academy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Now Legacy Christian Academy. And you've got people coming forward. It's, it's remarkable. I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine being a parent and sending my child to a school where there were more than 50 former students coming forward, alleging uh, varying contexts of abuse. But I digress. Uh, you also have people and it's something I've noticed. and It's something that I noticed when we talked to to, to two of your former schoolmates there, Sean and, and, and Julian, uh, that people will come forward having those experiences at other schools uh, in other parts of Canada uh, and elsewhere around the world. And it prompts a bigger conversation, which is a very valuable conversation. I think that there are some people that can be willfully ignorant about something like this, or like you said earlier, believe that the, the laws of God, uh, you know, supersede the laws of man and they convince themselves of all these types of things. Uh, but there's also other people that just might not be aware. And for you and, um, and, and those people that have joined that class action with you to come forward and to speak in front of cameras. I know that you do a lot of emotional heavy lifting with this type of thing. Um, it, it, it really is valuable and you're doing a service to a lot of people that really need it. I'm seeing some of the comments in our live chat right now and they're saying as much. 
And so we appreciate your availability and we appreciate you. For sure. Thank you for that. Appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. You got it. Thanks, Caitlin. That's uh, Caitlin Erickson. She's one of the spokespersons for this proposed $25 million class action lawsuit uh, aimed at Legacy Christian Academy out of Saskatoon. Um, I know that this is something that's, I mean, it's getting a lot of you talking right now. Ben in our live chat says, as a father and a parent of two girls that are attending a private Christian school right now, I think they should throw the book at the guilty, you know, heavily criticize the school. It should be scrutinized. He says, this is my first time hearing about this abuse. Uh, Ben says it's disgraceful. Um, Tara Lynn says the Saskatchewan government or the Ministry of Education has the opportunity to set precedent for requirements, accountability, consequences for abuse. And it uh, says it should be a federal oversight. Oh, boy, that would be a uh, that would be. Can you imagine if the, 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 the feds wanted to? I mean, education and healthcare. This is the, these are the big jurisdictions, right, where the provinces are like, keep your hands off it. Right. Let you know. And, and but wouldn't that be interesting, says uh, Tara Lynn says her comment is about to become a trash talk. Well, the good news is you can send us an email to talk at Ryan I'm absolutely not making light of it. I know for some of you, uh, this may be um, stirring up emotion uh, if you are a survivor of abuse. And uh, we don't take that lightly uh, to be sure you can share your story with us in confidence uh, if you like on the record as well. Uh, McFury says, I'm witnessing the failed results of homeschooling in the the Prairie Bible Belt of Southern Alberta. Uh, And there's a stark contrast between the sects uh, like uh, SECTS, that is like, you know, Dutch Reform versus Mennonite says the latter is struggling more. Uh, If I know anything about having these types of conversations, uh, you know, some Bible believing Christians are going to believe that this is an attack on Christianity or an attack on your God. It's absolutely not. Um, You know, I, I am an alum of a private Christian school. I've shared that with you before. Uh, my personal experience, generally speaking, was a positive one. Uh, I don't think that you can. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, n- not every kid would say that about their schooling. And, and you would hear some of my former classmates that did not share my experience. Uh, but my point is here is you're going to go. Well, is he going to say not all Christian schools? I guess that is what I'm saying. Uh, but I would suggest that if you are a person of faith. And if you do follow the example of Christ, if I can speak in this language for a second, you would believe in compassion, empathy, accountability, integrity, right? All of the things that actually matter, all of the things that are relevant in a circumstance like this. Um, If you feel like uh, this school is getting an unfair shake in our coverage or our conversation, we do welcome your feedback. This conversation is presented by the team at California Closets who are transforming living spaces across the province of Alberta. California Closets, you can find them online at californiaclosets.ca. Learn more about what they can do in your bedroom. Custom walk-in closets that will absolutely blow your mind. Uh, Like this one here, we're showing you some of the examples on their website of what they can do. As you can see, the the organization uh, that it allows for in a situation like this is perfect, but also the aesthetic, right? What about a new home office? Maybe you're looking to to finally make that move to make your home workspace something that you can really be proud of, something that you actually enjoy spending time in, something that, I don't know, makes your Zoom background look as good as it should for the position you have or the job you want to get. And don't forget, of course, as well, what California Closets is doing in garages, storage cabinets, workbenches. They do it all. And it all starts with a free consultation. You can get that ball rolling today at californiaclosets.ca. If your build is a bit of a different context, uh, if you're some of the, hey, like Caitlin there, uh, navigating the aftermath of a house fire, what a nightmare. Make your first call, Complete Care Restoration. 
Why should you choose them? Well, because they've seen it all over more than 20 years of business, fire damage, flood damage, mold and asbestos removal, all the stuff that gives you that pit in your stomach. And here's the deal. Most insurance policies will stipulate that you can choose who's doing the work. We recommend, I recommend personally that you do business with Complete Care Restoration. You can find them online, completecarerestoration.ca. They're the ones that we tapped on the shoulder to build our Real Talk studio. We watched them work and their quality craftsmanship, their customer service, second to none. We're so proud to partner up with Complete Care Restoration. If you're looking to maybe change the dynamic at your home when it comes to your energy supply, you know what I'm going to tell you. Kubi Renewable Energy is Western Canada's busiest solar installer. And that means that they're hiring. That's right. This spring, they're going to be sending crews back up onto roofs across Alberta, British Columbia, even into Saskatchewan. And they're going to be looking for certified installers. These are journeyman electricians or apprentices that are looking to get into this industry with a, pardon me, bright future. That's right. You can get a free quote today at kubienergy.ca. You can learn more about their careers opportunities. And of course, you can make contact with them in that context. And don't forget to ask him about the Canada Greener Homes Grant. That's a $40,000 interest-free loan from the feds so you can get solar on your roof this spring. Now, from up on the roof to into the backyard, or maybe it's the front yard, Eden Landscaping is bringing outdoor spaces to life. I'm about to have a whole lot to talk to you about that through these summer months because we're hiring Eden Landscaping to bring our outdoor space to life. Johnny had to hear me bitch and moan about our lousy looking grass last year. Having two dogs, buddy. It's just impossible to keep it looking good. And so we're going in a completely different direction. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, we asked Mike and his team of designers to come up with something for us that would take into account some of our challenges and then maximize some of the existing, you know, we've got some neighbors with some beautiful elm trees yeah. we want to work off that privacy so he's integrating it all into a design nice and i looked at it and then i said well let's let's reflect our budget here so we made a couple tweaks there and it's just been a dream i can't wait to show you all the finished product i can tell you from firsthand experience dealing with these guy uh, mike and his team uh this is a family-owned business has been fantastic from start to well we're not finished yet but i'll let you know landscapeedmonton.ca is where you can learn more about eden landscaping and finally before we get to John Hicks Juno Review. If you're a professional engineer in Canada and you are sick and tired of your job, I mean, let's be honest, they don't appreciate you. You're bored out of your mind. Uh, They're putting profits ahead of their people. It's time to make a move. It's time to check out apexautomation.ca. They are leading the nation in automation across industries. You could work in robotics. You could be working in the energy industry across Western Canada. You could be working in a new technology landscape, AI. I mean, they're doing it all. Industry 4.0. You don't know what that is? Maybe take a second to read about it and check out the careers link while you're visiting the website at apexautomation.ca. So last night, <laughs> 150 feet from our studio, ah. across 104th Avenue at Rogers Place, thousands of Canadians gathered yeah. to celebrate the best in our nation's music. Some of the most talented, I would, I would argue, almost all the most talented artists in our country. And of course, the hoity-toits who are just there for the, 
vodka sodas in the uh, Snapchats. Um, all in all, I don't know. Did you watch any of it or did you see the highlights? On uh, I'm, not, I'm not a hater. I just didn't have to, I didn't catch it. Uh, but I, I was busy I, guy. It, it felt it felt like I would say uh, I felt like everybody I knew was there. Hundred um, percent. And they were uh, posting we on their Instagram and the TikTok. And it looked I mean, it looked the production looked pretty fantastic. It was great. Like we decided not to go. But I went home last night. I'm like, OK, I'm going to watch the thing. I'm going to watch it from start to finish, which yeah. I never do. Usually just catch the highlights on Twitter. And I thought it was pretty good. And like I was saying, like for award shows, they're kind of meh all the time. Even like the Oscars, the Grammys, they're still kind of corny, like the writing, the jokes. There's some hits. There's some misses. Uh, but last night, of course, everyone talking about this video. The sold out shows in Canada, the U.S. Get the fuck off. Get the fuck off, bitch! <laughs> he has sold out shows in. So Avril Lavigne's up there, and she's introducing AP Dylan, which is this incredible Punjabi artist. So I'm looking forward to this. I got my eyes glued because this guy is like he's like the new Drake, they say. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this happens, and the first thing I see because I go right to Twitter is everyone being like, "Why didn't they spear? Her? Why didn't they run up on stage?" Because there is a topless woman on stage. She's got land back written on her arms. She's got uh, the green belt or something on her yeah, back. You know, yeah. you know, you know, stop. Don't develop the green belt on her back. She's also got uh, here. I've got a picture here. She's got, you know, stop logging growth now. Um, and, you know, people are on Twitter like, what's going on with the security? But I think whoever was in charge of security at the Junos made a good choice here because you don't want to jump the gun and do something damaging you're live on cbc if this guy went out and tackled her it's a huge debauchery so they're trying to like pan they're trying to like take these shots where you can just see avril from like down looking up at yeah. her on stage uh but basically uh, avril <laughs> Avril with the potty mouth. I mean, when you saw the video, what did you think? <laughs> well, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was uh, funny, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, also it was funny to hear Shay Fuser talking about this in studio. Keep in mind, Shay was with us off the top today. She was there with like eight-year-olds. Yeah, so trying she was to like, like talk around. You know, it, she right? was, uh, but but I thought like, you know, Avril, you never know. Like when you're in a situation like that, you got the bright lights. You got mm -hmm. what? How many people are there? 10, 12, 13,000 people and probably. It was packed. It was Rogers packed, place, right? So right? there's a lot of people in there. You've mm -hmm. got the National audience, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. for, for someone to rush the stage, um, you, you just never know. Like mm -hmm. I always think of, and I'm not saying that that this person, that this demonstrator, uh, who who appears to obviously have had. Um, a, a real conviction about the cause. Yeah. She wasn't up there just to get attention. No. This wasn't Max Savage at the Phoenix Waste Management Open running down the 17th <laughs> no. fairway with 19th hole written on his back. This no. was a completely different situation. Um, but you never know. I mean, I think of, you know, you know Monica Sellas back in the, the, the tennis player sure. that got stabbed by a fan that ran into the... You, you mm -hmm. just never know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or how about Chris Rock getting punched out by Will Smith. Different situation. But, yeah. but the point being, I don't blame Avril Lavigne for kind of getting her hackles up a little bit sure um but but i think you're alluding to the fact that it's a bit of a tough look it is when somebody's talking look. about land back which is a, a, sort of a, a reconciliation related concept yeah. and then you're telling her to fuck off basically it's well i don't think the initial one because like you're right bright lights avril and looks, she doesn't know she avril probably had a couple know. drinks they're celebrating you know she says fuck off whatever but then avril came back on stage later and accepted award for tiktok fan of the year award and then again was like 
somebody better not come up here or the Canadian will come out of me. And I was just like, okay, let's lay off it. But for people who don't know, like this is a serious situation where like the Ford government like rammed Bill 23, this bill through around Christmas time of the holidays when no one was looking. Yeah. And it basically is, it, it has impacts. They're going to like, it's this proposal to open up thousands of acres of the green belt to housing development. And people are saying, Oh, we need more housing. Like there's a, there's a crisis in Ontario, but it's not like affordable or, or, or low income housing. It's 50,000 homes that are going to be like, mostly four bedroom million and up homes yeah right? i'll say a couple things on this number one if, if you want to go back in archives uh in the the youtube archives uh for our show mm-hmm. or if you want to check out uh, our podcast archives we did talk about this uh recently with um uh david hurley from the hurley yeah. burley podcast we talked about this when he joined us and i'm just quickly scrolling scrolling so back they ran this, this the bill fly. through they didn't consult uh for the treaty rights of the mississaugas of the credit first nation so it's a big issue well, and, and it is one that though, needs a attention but at the same time i don't know if going topless is the way to go well, about I mean, it but still well, like we're God, talking about it exactly we're talking about it i'm not justifying it no and i'm, I'm but, not saying it's cool but but if you want to go back to our interview with hurley he talks about it there as well this was the whole thing about doug ford's daughter has her stag yet it's mm-hmm. attended and supported by a bunch of developers the developers show up and donate money the green belt gets green lit for development after they said they wouldn't it is a literally. huge story literally a year ago they said they would not develop this but area, i don't know right? that the do you know, no, no listen people are going to say and I, hey, I love this is what real talks for. These, this is what these conversations are for. But, you know, what did we last talk about uh, in, in the context of I don't know if this is the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. throwing soup on paintings, mm-hmm. right? Throwing soup on paintings and gluing your mm-hmm. hands to the wall of art galleries. And, and we have uh, many different opinions represented in our audience, which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, a lot of people, I would imagine, you know, in the context of this demonstrator last night at the Junos, someone like Lauren chimes in and says she should have never been able to get up on stage. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that other present. If you're Connor McDavid, I mean, attack McDavid in Edmonton. I fear, you know, you better fear for your own <laughs> safety. But, but still, you know, if you're Connor McDavid or if you're Avril Levine, or you want or, safety, I you want you want to know you're not going to be clowned or assaulted or mm-hmm. whatever, made to look stupid uh, on the stage. You need to have confidence in the event at the same time you know people that are in the business of demonstrating and influencing public opinion will say the junos is exactly where you do it i know because if you did it at an (laughs) oshawa generals hockey game nobody would be paying attention exactly i mean if you're gonna protest like how do you protest like write a letter to what's the right way to protest you know what i mean so i thought i thought that somebody from avril's pr should have come up in between and been like hey by the way that girl was protesting, like logging the green belt, land back. So maybe that when she went up the second time, she could like not say again that if anyone came on stage, she was going to punch them out. Yeah. But- hey, what about this from Kimberly? Uh, and uh, Kimberly says the B word offends me way more than the F word. Uh, Kimberly says a woman calling another woman a bitch is absolutely gross. That from Kimberly. You know what? That's a really, that's a great point. So, but have you noticed this? So the B word and the S word, like you can say bitch and shit on live TV. Now they don't bleep it out. Really? And then I, so I watched the end of the Junos. I wasted my career at breakfast television. And then I rewatched the whole t- like two hour program. Cause I caught the end. I was like, Oh, cause it was on early. Right. It was over yeah, at like, it was eight. at six. Or I watched the yeah. whole thing again. And I'm like, they let her say the B and the S again. And then, uh, Jesse Reyes got up on stage and said the B word and the S word too during her live performance. So 
I think it's a thing that's kind of like, it's okay now, I guess. Uh, like, Jason says, just imagine McLotteries. That's, of course, McDavid. Imagine McLotteries enthusiasm level if that protest occurred during his presentation. <laughs> I wonder what he would do. I don't even know. They'd, they would probably send out like Clem Costin yeah. or Darnell Nurse to just drop the hammer on whoever came after 97. But yeah. let's, so let's get to the show. What let's did you make just, of the, the So that was the big thing, right? And that's, that's the what big everyone story. saw. Uh, but just in general, like if, if you want to know about the awards, uh, the weekend cleaned up. He won. Uh, he won single of the year, album of the year, artist of the year, songwriter of the year, pop album of the year. Legend. But the thing was, he wasn't there. So when they went to give him the big one, album of the year, uh, which is presented by like all the big, uh, the, the big companies, the big record companies like Sony, Mu- uh, Universal, Warner, uh, you know, Tyler Shaw looked around like, is he here? And then he was like, actually, he couldn't be here tonight. Audible booze. Boo. So much so that Tyler like, took a pause yeah took a minute yeah um and it just kind of showed me that like we kind of still have a bit of a ways to go here we need to get like the big like we have arguably the three biggest pop stars in the world and they're canadian justin bieber drake the weekend i'd throw buble in there too he's he's kind of a big one but literally all four of those people are not there so it kind of looks like and i get it there's touring and stuff i know justin bieber he he actually canceled some legs of his tour he's going through like some mental stuff that's fine okay or if you know you have physical whatever but like the if the weekend was getting four grammys he'd be there you know what i mean so there's still kind of this like I don't know how that works behind the scenes. I'm not saying anything about the people who book the acts, but we need to get those big. We need to get the weekend out there. If he's winning four awards, get him a private jet, whatever it is, get him there, right? Yeah. Uh, and other than that, it was just another point. Here's a Ryan Reynolds uh, was supposed to like intro Nickelback. Of course, Nickelback won. Uh, they were going into the Music Hall of Fame. And <laughs> so, every, so uh, the host is like, and now Ryan Reynolds. And then they throw this video up. And everyone's like, oh, again, like audible size, right? So there were those little moments. But in terms of production and the whole night, I think it's great. And one last thing. Can we stop with the poutine and the hockey and the CN Tower references? Like there's a bunch of this cheesy writing and there always is at award shows. Like Canada's amazing. The, the artists they were they were showing there, uh, you know, Rev, AP Dillon, Jesse Reyes, Tennille Towns, an amazing artist who had an amazing performance. Uh, we don't need to, there's not this hokey stuff about us being like A and, and cheesy and corny. I just kind of, I kind of want it to go away because Canada's a monster in terms of talent right now. Like I said, Drake, The Weeknd, Justin Bieber, Michael Bublé, Those are literally Shania Twain, Alanis Morissette, Nickelback. These, these people have sold millions of records. You don't see people going on the Brit Awards and being like, oh, we're going to have tea after. Or like, you know, the Americans, they don't go in the Grammys and be like, apple pie and the Statue of Liberty. Like it just kind of, I kind of want that stuff cut out. But I'll, I'll end it with this. Out of award shows, I'll give it a six- Point five out of 10, which you would probably think is harsh, but I'll say that most award shows, even the best produced, are like a seven or an eight. All right. Uh, Tracy says, so now there's a nice Carlin reference. She says, now there's only five words you can't say on T. That from Tracy. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. I, no, I do agree with you. It's, it's, it's um, like it just... Let me say this, and I have friends that that were part of the organizing committees, and, and a lot of people really worked to roll out the red carpet. Yeah. I, I do have some thoughts on it, it was a little weird, and I'm proud of 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 the city that I call home now here, Edmonton, of hosting the Junos, but it wasn't 
like a public facing celebration. I, I would mm-hmm. offer this. And when I say criticism, I mean, like, here's an area where they could have improved mm-hmm. um, unless you're on the short lists, unless you're on the VIP lists, unless you knew somebody that knew somebody or unless you were sort of, you know, you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. among the members of high society. <laughs> you had no idea, aside from buying a ticket to get into the actual Junos about any of the stuff that was going on. Really? Yeah. I, there were a lot of private and it's fine. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of private parties. There was a lot of private events and it just didn't seem if you were making like I'm not Johnny and I aren't exaggerating when we say that we are right across the street like there we is we can see it out there, this window there, well not can we see it but I mean yeah, I could hit it with my sand wedge there was no hoopla there's no like there the was day nothing before, you wouldn't have even known no. the day of that the Junos were happening and so I think no. there could have been more engagement there if, if you truly want this to be um, an event that is or, or an annual celebration of Canadian music that millions of people mm-hmm. really really care about you've got to find a way to better engage the public and you got to get the big stars in the room and and i really would, would I hope that that was possible because i would say from everything i saw from the production side last night they did a wonderful amazing job and they live performances credit. 10 out of 10 yeah but when buble reynolds drake the weekend even like i you know alanis wasn't there shania twain wasn't there like get these and and i get like avril and nickelback great Huge artists, but the whole show is kind of around Avril and Nickelback, which is like, are, are those our only great Canadian like, that, artists? Yeah, what would you know have been different mean? from 15 years ago, right? That's not a knock at them either, but like, yeah, let's get everybody in the room. And is it is it because it's in Edmonton and not Toronto? Is it because the Grammys are in LA, in LA and most artists are kind of there when yeah. they accept? I don't know, but that... I, I agree with you 100%. They need to work on it. What about this from Giants for Life in our live chat? says, hold the Junos during the summer months. I love that idea. It's also tough, though, to hold events in the summer because people are always away. But, but, I love the idea. Uh, Alyssa says she saw some snark on social about people in Edmonton cleaning up the downtown for the Junos but can't do it for Edmontonians. (laughs) I don't know. Woo! The truth hurts, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just, yeah, find find the stars. Instead of throwing to video after video after video, find the stars that are the Canadian stars that That are are willing willing to, to be, be there. there and show up and you like know have I'm- a list like a's b's but even if you saw some c's and they were there yeah like it's so much better when you see them in person because things can go good but they can also go wrong and those awkward moments go viral and then you know yeah Tara Lynn I- says that says the ccma's canadian country music awards does a class act and the big stars show up Tara Lynn's absolutely right like as a matter of fact all the big stars in Canadian country show up yeah. for the CCMAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Edmonton's played host to that as well. Uh, you can let us know what you think about our official Johnny Infamous <laughs> Juno's review. And I'll say one last thing. I love Connor McDavid. And I know I'm going <laughs> to oh, get slayed for this, but I feel like he's underdressed a lot of the time. Can I tell you? You want to know something? Like, I, I feel like he wears nice suits. I can tell the shoes are like 2000 bucks, but he always wears like a T-shirt with it. Or like you know, I what have I mean? that exact suit. Yeah, that he wore last night. The exact suit. Yeah, it ain't cheap. Okay, <laughs> like at all. But to me, I like I'd love to see him in a tie. You know what I mean? I'd love Connor. to see him. I know. It's the I Junos. get it. I get it. You know? I'd love to. I, just once. I want to see him with like a like a, a a line shaved into his head and like a neck tattoo. Mm. That's what I want to. Because I saw him like somebody saw him at a Starbucks or something a few weeks ago, and they got a pick with him, and he was in kind of the same thing, like suit. With yeah. a t-shirt tucked in, dry sidle was the same thing. So like, I was just like, man, I hope he comes out and like just 
I don't know. You and I did a pretty good job of not asking celebrities for photos yesterday. Hey, pal, a little pat on the back as we wrap. Are you talking about uh, as the Brady? Edmund, as the Edmonton Oilers get set to uh, host the Ottawa Senators tonight at mm-hmm. Rogers Place, uh, Brady Kachuk and his Ottawa Senators in the restaurant yesterday as John and I had lunch. And at the we, Cactus Club. And we left them alone. Yeah, we totally did. I was surprised there weren't more people from Toronto in the Cactus Club yesterday. You know that if you come from Toronto to Edmonton, that's where you're supposed to go. Yeah, and it's not that we were there. We were celebrating my we were one year, one year on one the year. show johnny infamous as the technical producer and uh, your more official title the straw that stirs the drink <laughs> i love our convo about like if we w- like how do people go up to hockey stars because i'm not really that guy and you aren't either who go up and hey can i get a picture uh we get people in the studio and yeah. that's how we get a picture but you were like if you were gonna do it how would you do it and i'm like would it be weird if we were in the bathroom and i just jeez <laughs> Tapped him on the shoulder. Send us your tips. What trick do you use to manipulate celebrities into taking a photo with you? Great comment here. Dressing for an occasion matters to me, but my favorite thing to see Connor in is an Oilers uniform. Heck yeah. Nailed it. Hey, coming up on tomorrow's show, I'm going to be honest with you, Real Talkers. We have no idea who we're going to talk about. The work starts now. That's how these talk shows operate. We're looking at what's happening around us right this minute, and then we look for the expert voices to give us the analysis we need. I've also got a stack of emails to look through from those of you that are engaged in letting us know what you want to hear on Real Talk. Take control. This is your show. Send me an email to talk at ryanjesperson.com. We'll see you here tomorrow. Real Talk is hosted by Ryan Jesperson, Executive Producer Josh Dunford, Technical Producer John Hicks, General Manager Katie Cook Chivers, Account Coordinator Lawrence Durlego, Human Resources Lena Shepard, Website Design Mike Johnston, VoiceOver by me, Carrie Skelton. Real Talk's editorial board is Sapria Duvetti, Ahmed Ali, Brandy Morin, Ann Castleman, Corey Hogan, Harmon Candola, Catherine O'Neill, and Chris Henderson. Member Emerita, Julie Rohr. Real Talk is recorded in Edmonton, Alberta, on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional and ancestral territory of the Cree, Dene, Blackfoot, Soto, and Nakota Sioux, home to the Métis settlements and the Métis Nation of Alberta. Real Talk is a relay project. For more, check out ryanjasperson.com. 